We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Trying to focus a little bit on wealth. It's it's a weird word, as wealth means something different to everybody. And I get it. Trying to get you to retirement comfortably, is that better? That's the goal. Can't say that it's always going to be great, but I'm going to try. One of the things that I like to do is just talk money, talk investing. 2021 was an odd year for my family. Uh, we had a car stolen and from the driveway. We'll get into the details because they don't, how shall we say, look all that great. Um, the car was recovered a month later. The kid who stole it, his ID was in the car. So we know who stole it. <laughs> Idiot, right? Police ran his thing and said, yep, looks like a problem, but we're not going to go pull him in because no judge is going to put him in jail. So if they're not going to put him in jail, then we're not going to do it kind of thing. That's like, whoa. Um, you kind of learn how the criminal justice system works in different ways, but I won't get into that. That's too hot. So anyway, um, of course, when you have a car, you've got a license and registration, things like that. Some of it may be contained in your uh, glove box, which is something we need to change. Why are we keeping pertinent information about us that proves that we own the car in the car? So <clears throat> the identity, my, my spouse's identity was stolen. That was probably a bigger deal, all things considered, than the stolen car. With security breaches becoming more widespread, we decided that after, <laughs> listen to this, this is how you learn you've been, your identity has been stolen. You get the mail and your wife gets a, a letter thanking her for opening our credit card with Navy Federal. I'm like, what, what are you kidding me? Navy Federal, you can open a credit card without a, a picture ID. I'm like, yeah, I guess see, there's something called the internet, huh? You get someone enough information on someone and boom, credit's given to you and you go out and start spending it. Ultimately, it took, eh, I'm going to say probably six to eight hours to clean it up. And what we did was we put a, a freeze on our credit. Um, it, it's not, how shall we say, the, the biggest piece of advice I'm ever going to give you. But when your credit is frozen, nobody can take out a credit card or mortgage in your name, including you. It can protect you from a case of fraud that you might not catch until the next time you read your credit report. At one point in time, uh, I was looking at my credit report and there was a previous address. And everyone should look at their credit report. If you haven't done it in the last two, three years, go today to annualcreditreport.com. You get a free copy from each of the credit bureaus each year. I suggest getting three copies a year from 
each of the credit bureaus, which means I'm implying if you want to do it every four months, if you have that kind of discipline, do it. So you can see if anything's going on. And also, I think you'll learn a lot about a credit report. I wrote an investing book 20 plus years ago. And one of my, uh, my chapters were always cute. The book was called 99 Things Wall Street Doesn't Want You to Know. What was it called? No, that's not what it is. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Susie Orman's like the devil and 99 other things you need to know about Wall Street. And um, you write cute little chapters. You know, I, I, one chapter was like, Susie Orman's like the devil. And what I meant by that chapter was that there's a lot of promises there. And it sounds too good. It sounds sweet. It sounds like she's your friend. She's the devil. She's built an empire off of selling you bad product. And that's the premise of, of like the devil in society, right? Let's make a deal. You sell something crappy and I'll get your soul. So one of the chapters was, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. And clearly there's a little sexual window going on there, right? But this was about credit. I think somewhere on your second or third date, long before you get intimate, you should be able to have a conversation about, are we compatible financially? They say that millennials like to hook up early in the relationships. They can find out if they're uh, compatible sexually. Find out if you're financially compatible, okay? That's my advice. When your credit card is frozen, no one can take out a credit card or mortgage in your name. What I'm implying is when you get someone's credit report and you can share, you can hand her yours. You can hand her yours and she can hand her you hers. You're going to learn where she lives. You're going to learn how she paid her credit on time. That's pretty important. You're going to see what jobs she's had. So way back in the day, I had friends who would, you know, lie to women when they'd meet them on what job they had. Um, executive vice president, Google. I never had to do that because I work in television. Um, I never had doubts about my uh, ability as a man to be cool and one of a kind. But sharing your credit is important. Okay, identity fraud, back to the, the purpose of the segment, it can really cause crazy calamity in your life. Um, because the world wants to keep you from having too much free time in my karma kind of feeling of how the world works. Freezing your credit takes no fewer than three frustrating customer service bots. Get in touch with each of your major credit bureaus, TransUnion, Experian, Equifax, by phone or on the website. Don't be surprised if you get an error when trying to do this on the web. It's a little bit easier to freeze your credit on the phone. For the next time someone needs to pull your credit report, follow the same process to unfreeze your credit. You can instruct the bureaus to lift the freeze only temporarily for a day or a month before automatically throwing your credit back into the frozen locker if no one gets in. I'm a fan of freezing your credit, especially if you're a person who's married to someone who hmm, has lost more than one credit card. I'm like, where did it go? And she goes, it went in my purse. And I said, where did, where, like, why doesn't it go into a wallet? Well, I like, so what I've started doing, this is, shows you how frustrating it can be. 
I get her Apple phone and I, I put my credit cards on it. Oh, also hers. And I'm like, credit cards right there. Stop pulling them out of your purse. So that's my simple lesson of the day. Consider freezing credit, especially if you've got a situation where you lose a lot of credit cards. I don't like debit cards. Debit cards have no protection if they get stolen. Credit cards, you're going to be capped at maybe 50 bucks. Why is that? <clears throat> Beyond me, why our society does that. Interesting to note that credit being frozen, it, it seems like something, and for the record, um, I'd rather you do that than go through a credit service, a credit monitoring service. I'm not the biggest fan of LifeLock because you can do it yourself. LifeLock's going to put up a credit freeze on you. Anytime someone opens up a credit card, they're going to call you personally. It's a little different, right? You put a credit freeze on, no one can open a card. They put a credit freeze on, no one can open a card. To me, it's about how much time you want to deal with stuff like that. And LifeLock's fine. I just think you can do it yourself without paying the, the service fee. Anyhow, people want to steal from you. <clears throat> Protect what you have is my advice. And your credit is pretty important. Maybe don't keep that information so easily available in your car. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Find me online at EP Wealth. I work with a financial planning group. Learn more about that at robblackshow.com. An education first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. I see a theme developing in this first hour. Don't steal from me, bro. Logan Paul says the boxes of first edition Pokemon cards that he bought for $3.5 million are fake and actually contain G.I. Joe collectible cards. Never in the world would I have started this week saying, you know what? I'm going to talk about Logan Paul and video games, Pokemon, which I still don't understand why they're collectible. I know. I know they remind us of our childhood. I know that, yes, yes, yes. But he bought three and a half million dollars of boxes online. Went to Chicago to verify his cards. Opened the boxes. And there was G.I. Joe cards inside. He got played. Um, he said, I lost three and a half million dollars. What did he learn from this? Don't buy online. Confirm your confirm people you're buying from. Believe it or not, I'm I'm dedicating this segment to let's put some of this on us. A friend of mine got a PlayStation 5 on eBay. And he said, yeah, it's coming at Christmas time. It's coming at Christmas time. I'm like, why does it not come now? He said, well, that's, I don't know. It's coming. At, I'm like, that's kind of weird. So this was back in like October. So the guy didn't have it is my guess. And he was trying to delay for a couple weeks. I think it probably went for like $800, $900 and retail value is about 600. I think don't quote me on this. I would be very, very bad at the prices, right? And uh, guess what shows up at his door? A Sony PlayStation 5 box. I guess it was inside the Sony PlayStation 5 box. Rocks. I kind of jumped to the ending of the story because it's better if I tell the story. I said, why is it coming so late? And he didn't have an answer. And the follow-up question was, 
did you get it from someone who at least had a thousand stars or a thousand transactions rated 99.7%? It's like, no, it was the first one. They had to look. I mean, no one knows that knowledge on the top of their head. You got to be careful. If Logan Paul could be played for three and a half million and this guy could be paid for $800, you end up, I mean, Logan Paul, he's going to miss that money at some point. If the world wakes up and sees that he's a no talent internet influencer who appeals to the minds of 18 year old stupid boys. And when I was an 18 year old boy, I was an 18 year old stupid boy. And what made me stupid was probably the crazy amount of hormones rushing through my body. So one day, hopefully, Logan Paul goes, you know what? That's a lot of money. I really messed that one up. But then again, hopefully some days, like, just so he has a Charizard card that he can wear around his neck when he boxes, like, that's pretty, that's one where I don't get the millennials. They say that during COVID, millennials became um, enraptured with their childhood. So move back home with mom and dad, get out of the big city, get out of the rent. Uh, what are you going to do this weekend? Uh, let's clean the house. What are we cleaning? Your old bedroom. Out go the Legos, out go the Pokemon cards. You know, your mom and dad kind of ride you when you're, you're freeloading off of them. And uh, I don't get it. It's nostalgic. But again, some people probably look at me and say, wait, wait, you own... X amount of Apple shares and it's in paper. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't own the, I don't own the shares. I, I'm not asking Wall Street to send those to me. And uh, a lot of people get caught up in paper money. So that's another thing that we should, we need to learn. Paper money uh, doesn't feel necessarily, um, is there, is there a tactile feel to it that we, that we love? With all of the, gambling apps that are coming right now and shortly before the college football final this year DraftKings was approved to do gambling in new york city um it was probably approved a little bit before that but DraftKings like hey this is a good one we can market off of last week of this weekend of the nfl football games and a big college bowl game coming up what i don't like about that is it's digital money you fund that account and there's so many rules with what DraftKings does where, you know, open an account and get $300 and you're like, well, okay, I can do that. And then what you learn is you get $300 after you do $300 of trading. You get $300 after you fund it for $300. So in theory, you're playing with $600. When you get the $300, it's only available as credit. You can never cash it out to use it in your own account. And you're like, that's a lot of stipulations. So digital money is a lot easier to spend than real money. If my kids saw how much money they spent on Epic on Fortnite for their birthdays, they get like Fortnite, you know, uh, V buck cards, $25, but it's not $25. It's what is it? 20,000 points or something. Oh, they're V bucks. And now there's an online tool where you can find out how much actual cash you spent. I'm going to torture them and make them look so that they can see that they spent four or $500 on virtual skins from gift cards and situations like that, which is, it's, it's fine. It's their childhood. I'm not going to judge it. I had stuff that I've earned money on, but isn't it interesting how like our childhood 
had we all saved all of our toys and kept them in pristine condition, they would have been worth something. And I don't know if that's true today. I think everything's made in China and so super cheap. But all those Star Wars characters, all those Legos, uh, and especially if you kept them in good condition or mint condition in boxes, makes you wonder, huh? I remember I had um, baseball cards. Oh, our brother David had baseball cards. Um, I was never in baseball. I, I liked the, probably the chewing gum more so than the uh, card itself. I was like, oh, look, Don Madden lays it. You know, first base for the Yankees. Ooh, that doesn't work for me. Ooh, a Charizard. How about my sister with strawberry shortcake? What crazy things bled through your family like like a virus? I think we all have something, right? I bet we do. Maybe if you're from another country, maybe it was a you know little porcelain dolls. Maybe if you're from uh, you know. Up north, it might be some skis that you had as a kid that they no longer make that are made out of wood instead of fiber. I don't know. Things like that. Maybe it's the wood chipper from Fargo. That would be a cool prop to steal from set. No. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. I think the theme so far has been theft. And I I don't want to keep it that way, but identity theft will cost you a lot of money. You should monitor your credit. You should pull your credit reports. Um. We're seeing theft with you going out on eBay and trusting buyers or sellers who have no history. Bad idea. Bad idea. I wonder how much theft goes on that people never even know about. Like when your spouse goes out and gets like a designer clothing that's not designer clothing. I bet it happens pretty bigly. Pretty bigly. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. So this hour seems to be dedicated to theft, and I really don't have that many stories to to build on or pieces of advice to structure around. I can say that it's a pain in the butt. Um, I can say that try not to get in that mindset that you think you deserve something of somebody else's. I know you're saying, that's kind of getting dark, Rob. I know. Have you seen some of the stories that have hit in the last, I think maybe four months about how much shoplifting is happening? And it's pretty crazy. Like, I don't know what I would do if I were in a Best Buy or a Macy's. And what's become a thing is 20 people go in. And instead of a flash mob that dances, they're a flash mob that at 12 minutes past the hour, they smash everything they can and they grab whatever they can and they get out. And there's so much chaos going on that the perps don't get caught. I don't know. That's my analysis of the crime, right? Shoplifting's on the rise and mass group shoplifting seems to be a new thing. 
if I were in a Best Buy that were to go on right next to me and someone were to grab a TV, I think I'd take the guy down or I'd try. And it's probably not the right idea to end up with a bullet in my head because I'm trying to save the Best Buy from having a TV stolen. But I hate people who steal stuff. I have a story coming up. Don't worry. Inflation is pummeling the retail sector right now. Retailers are reporting hurting for another reason. Inflation's hurting. The pandemic's cut down on people willing to shop. And now another one, shoplifting. Rates of shoplifting have drastically increased during since the onset of the pandemic. I don't know if it's a poverty thing. I don't know if it's not going to work thing. I don't know if there's a security thing. I'm not a criminologist. It's estimated that about $68.9 billion of products were stolen from companies like Target, Best Buy, and Walgreens in 2019. Let me stop and say that one more time. $68.9 billion. When we see a president try to pass a stimulus package and we're like, let's get money for the roads, $10 billion. And then you see $68 billion stolen. What's interesting is with the theft has also come a higher average ticket price that's being stolen. Designer clothes and handbags are the most stolen items during the shoplifting surge of 2020. But what's interesting is some necessary items that you need to have in life, pregnancy tests, infant formula, allergy medicine, also saw a big surge during the pandemic. The pandemic stressed millions of Americans out and rising theft points to a distressed public. The things that get stolen the most, well, let me start with the least. Surprisingly, toys, appliances, laptops, vacuum cleaners, contraceptives. And then you start getting into deodorant, energy drinks, teeth whitening strips, infant formula, And then you get into higher categories like razors and allergy medicine and designer handbags and laundry detergent and designer clothes. Now, I will admit I've been into a CVS in my lifetime. I don't like going in. No cash prize if you see me in one. And picking up some allergy medicine and just going, holy mackerel, this stuff's expensive. I didn't know. So then my, my investor brain instantly goes into investor brain. Some people have lizard brain. I've got investor brain. Um, And I'm like, I'm going to get the CVS version of this because it's the same exact medicines in the same exact formulations. It's just in a different box. It isn't well marketed. So I don't mind getting the wall green version or the CVS version. I don't mind private label. I think I told you this a couple of times. Let's see if you remember. Um. They say, studies say that you have to have a high school educated degree, a high school, no, no, a college education to go with the generics and a high school education to go with the name brand. Now the name brand is wildly more expensive. And again, this is a show about investing. This is a show about uh, earning. This is rarely a show about saving. If I can get the Safeway tomato sauce, it's called signature, right? Versus the oh, 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 tomato sauce that comes from France. I know you're saying, uh, I don't think tomato sauce comes from France. I, I okay, you got me on that. It's out Italy. Okay, so 
I'm going with a cheaper one. More often than not. Again, if I'm making something really gourmet, I'm going to go authentic. But if I'm just throwing down like some ground beef into some red sauce to make you know spaghetti for the kids, that's tomato sauce, tomato sauce to me. They're all meant. No, no, no. They're not all. Many of them are manufactured at the same plant. It's it's funny because people love Trader Joe's, but a lot of the Trader Joe's foods, it's the same exact stuff you can get at Safeway. It's made in the Monrovia in the same place. So it's not fresher. It's not more unique. It's just better packaging, different packaging. So Congress's sudden interest in the pandemic-related rise of theft has been pushing through legislation to crack down on third-party sales of stolen goods. They've not done anything about wage theft or the crooked state of the civil forfeiture law. Um, Crime rates have plunged in many areas of the country. But for companies, retailers, how do they deal with these kind of incidences? It's a lot of money to write off. Yesterday, I was looking at how much junk we created in the United States by how much stuff gets returned. It's close to like, it's multiple hundred billions of how much junk we're creating every year from returns that Christmas. Like you kid, I tell my wife, this drives me insane. It drives me insane. Okay, this, this could lead to a divorce moment. My wife will order the kids' shoes that are the wrong size. She'll order the sweaters the wrong size. I'm like, just go a little bit up and let them grow into it. That's what my mom did. Um, baggy for the first six months and they'll grow right into it. And she keeps returning. I'm like, do you realize that some of this is going to end up in landfill? That they'll decide that by the time you sent it back or it got you know crushed in delivery or it got torn as your kid was taking it off that you've ruined it. And I'm like, okay, Miss Landfill, queen of the landfill. She likes returning a lot of stuff and returns are very expensive. So I think what comes out of all this is we got to become better shoppers. And if I were Target or Best Buy, um, you can only write off so much on theft. And it's very, very frustrating. We need to change things. I'm not saying we need to put everything behind glass walls. But if this trend continues, it's upsetting because I don't want to go shopping. And that's the problem what what a Best Buy has here. Remember I started with the rise of gang-related theft in stores where 20 people go in, sometimes with weapons, sometimes with a threat of weapons. I don't even want to go to Best Buy anymore. I'm like, I'll just do curbside pickup. And then I'm going to get, we're going to start hearing about carjackings. I'm like, oh boy, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? I'm not a worry wart like that, but it is worthy of note. Okay. So I just did a whole thing on crime and punishment, right? One of the moments, why do I hate crime? Why do I hate theft so much? Is because I did it as a kid. Okay, okay. Honest, honest Rob Black here. I remember when I was probably seven or eight or nine. Okay, it's probably going to be more like eight or nine. Me and my friend Russell, a uh, kid named Russell Booth, would go into what was the Postal Exchange, the PX. That's the military version of... Uh, Walmart so they have their own stores and their bases and uh, he and I would grab candy and then we'd go to the dressing rooms and put the candy in our pockets and walk home and this was a genius system and um, until he would take his cut of the booty and put it under his bed literally under his bed 
his mom finds a, a big old Irish uh, pot of gold. Like it was just a big old pot of candy, right? And he breaks. His uh, father interrogates him like a prisoner of war and he breaks. And he blames me. <clears throat> I was like, I wasn't dumb enough to put it under the bed. I put it under the mattress kind of thing. So my father and his, oh, his Russell, his dad slapped me. He goes, you corrupted my kid. and <laughs> slapped me. In this day and age, his, his butt would be in jail, right? Um, you can't hit my kid. Uh, there would be a, a cop visiting him, but no, I got slam shopped. And um, so my dad's punishment was awesome because I never, ever, ever wanted to disappoint my father. My father was kind of that alcoholic, the drinking type that not in the movies that like slaps his kid. He's just that kind that would just shut up and not, he would look at you and not talk to you kind. Um, his moods were always challenging. So he always tiptoed around him because he didn't know he was in a good mood or a bad mood. He didn't know if he was in a really bad mood or a really cranky mood or a really business mood. So my dad made me um, take my own money, go to the, the store, tell the manager what I did, made me pay for it. And then he gave it to my brothers to eat in front of me. Um, so I was humiliated. I don't know if that's, I probably that's a crime in this day and age, right? You can't humiliate your kids like that. Um, but yeah, I, I shoplifted as a kid and I felt so much shame. I never did it again. And now when I tell you, like I see a car broken into, I'm like, oh, that's got to suck. Doesn't this person have any shame? Nope. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Watch how you're spending money and watch where it goes and watch the returns. And Best Buy's got a problem on their hands if they can't figure this out with more security or something. People need to feel safe coming in your stores. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So this whole hour has been kind of about theft and shoplifting. And, you know, I didn't get into some thoughts there, but identity theft is a big one, right? Um, passwords and cybersecurity. It's a job that's going to be in demand for the next 10, 15 years, especially when the metaverse starts taking off, if the metaverse takes off. Um, but I th- also, I think retail is going to have to change. And I think that's kind of where Amazon has a, a positive play. One of the reasons I told you that I shoplifted as a kid was to try to be honest with you, right? We can all be very, very judgy of others. Um, and I'm not saying, oh, the only last time I did something bad was uh, 40 years ago. I'm not saying that. I'd like to take back some of my dating decisions in life because I wasn't always making the right ones. There's a lot of things I'd like to go back over. Started a company with CFP Chadwick and I wish we talked more. Living in two different states wasn't the easiest thing in the world. I enjoyed it, but I, I, I kind of beat myself up. I'm very self-reflective on the negative. So <clears throat> I'm not saying that I gave up doing bad things when I was 10 years old because I got caught. I've done bad things, but listen to this one. U.S. chief executive of a German saw blade manufacturer. A U.S. chief executive of a German saw blade manufacturer pleaded guilty to stealing $15 million from the company to bankrupt a luxury clothing and furniture boutique she ran on the side. Okay, that's just fantastic. 
first and foremost, who knew there was a German saw blade manufacturer to be had? She's the CEO of it. And somehow she's able to slide $15 million to bankroll a luxury clothing and furniture boutique that she ran. On top of it, she went, uh, she funded a family member's wedding to the tune of $200,000. 100000 on cut flowers, $100,000 in Gucci bags. $225,000 at the Plaza Hotel in New York. $155,000 at Ritz-Carlton in Hawaii. A million on lavish trips is what that adds up to. Spent $6,800 on a trip to Notre Dame, Virginia Tech football game. All in the corporate assets, right? Little white collar crime. Uh, just get it to show you like, did she shoplift as a kid? Probably not. Did she ever get shamed for shoplifting? Probably not. Will she do some time in jail? Probably. <clears throat> It's interesting to me that, and I, I just don't get this psychologically. And it, it's, it goes back to numbers. When is enough enough? I had a goal for retirement of $1 million as a single person. And then I got married. I was like, maybe 2 million. Then you have kids. And I'm like, maybe 4 million. Because when I retire, I want to be able to travel and spend time with the people I love on this earth, um, which isn't cheap. <clears throat> it's not as expensive college cost, but it's not cheap. You get the idea. And it's interesting that now that inflation is a big story in 2022, I probably need to up a number to, from 4 million, 5 million. I'm well past that. And I'll be honest with you, when is enough enough? Um, a home that you can buy for two million versus a home that you can buy for six hundred thousand—it's egregiously a lot more. When I see homes that go for one hundred and twenty-five million, or Michael Jordan discounting a home in Chicago for from thirty million down to four million, I'm like, things get really, really wackily priced. Not worth it. I'm not a material guy, so my truck just hit eighty thousand miles. And it's interesting, Toyota reached out to me and said, hey, we'll buy that back for you, you know, for about 75% of what you paid. I'm like, really? It, it's had that little depreciation, that much demand for used cars. And I was thinking about it. I spent all day yesterday thinking about it. If I'm going to sell a used car, now is the time to do it. Because we're going to figure out this car supply shortage and we're going to go back to giving away cars. We're practically giving them away on for the time. Notice you haven't seen a lot of car sales like that. No crazy eddies. But we have a problem with big numbers. And when is enough enough? Hitler killed 17 million people. Stalin killed 23 million people. Mao Zedong killed between 49 and 78 million people. That's impressive because I can't even imagine that number. Does that make sense to you? Um, you can see like a serial killer in the United States kills 20 people and we're like, Oh, or the movie scream, which was based on a real serial killer scenario. Who's been put to death. I think he was out of Louisiana. If I remember correctly, um, his dad was so mean to him. His dad was so hard on him that he developed a second personality 
but the second personality knew what he was doing. So he was convicted. Both personalities knew right from wrong. It's interesting, right? How crazy our society gets. Killing seven, uh, killing five people. Uh, I think some of them were in Louisiana and some of them were at the University of Florida. There was a day where five students were killed at Florida State. He eventually gets caught. He eventually gets killed. Um, five people are like, that could be like students that knew each other. Paul Pot killing 1.7 million. Like that is a crazy number. And we get caught up in numbers too. What's the difference between 1 million and 4 million? Why did the CEO have to steal 15 million? Isn't a million enough? At one point in time, what are you going like, uh, this is real money. It, it, there has to be something tangible and real to it. And probably it was a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, a million dollars. And then you just get addicted to it. Numbers can really make us crazy. What's your retirement number? How many more years do you want to work? For me, what's fortunate is I don't have a beautiful mind like John Nash, but numbers calm me down. That's why baseball is my favorite sport to watch because there's so many statistics on strike counts and hits and misses and on-base percentage. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Find me online. I work with financial planners. If you need a referral, I work with EP Wealth. Find me at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show.